0: Hey, what's up? It's Jared. Today, we're going to talk about the importance of starting things and why I think starting is the key. Now, I start a lot of things, and I don't always finish them. And My wife and those that are close to me could definitely attest to that. I tend to start projects, and I get super excited about them, and then they end up falling by the wayside. I've been tracking my behavior and my activity for over a year in my daily log, and uh, sometimes I've been more intentional with that, and other times it's It's just been really light notating what's going on in my day. But for over a year, I've been tracking all of my tasks. I've been tracking my projects, which means having them in different kind of categories as to where I'm working with them. I have like dates and timestamps that are in there. I also have been tracking kind of my mood and emotional state. So like if I feel distracted and maybe I was working on something, but I got distracted or just, you know, didn't stick with it. I've been kind of tracking that stuff, not like meticulously, but I've been tracking it. And over the course of this last year, with all of that data, I've been kind of able to look through that and start to see a, a, a kind of progression of the process that I go through for starting something and then eventually getting derailed. And so uh, it's interesting because when you look at that, you can start to kind of see exactly what starts to happen in life to where you get derailed and you don't end up uh, kind of completing whatever it is that you started. Now, some people don't even start at all. They just decide, I don't have time or I I can't do that. And they just decide right away before even getting started not to start. And so this video's topic is about just getting started and being okay if you have to take a break or if you have to stop working on something. The simple act of getting started is better than doing nothing at all. So using good old-fashioned intention and modern technology, I've been able to kind of get myself a little bit further on projects lately and also be a little bit more aware of what I'm thinking about starting and not starting things as, uh, as early as I I might in the past so that I don't end up failing. So before we dive into the tactical on all of this, let's talk about the importance of getting started with things. You know, everything begins with the first steps. You have to take some action steps in order to get moving. Uh, Once you get moving, things start to build up. If you hear about companies and how companies started really small and got really big, they started with taking a first step. If you actually sit down and talk to somebody about their weight, Loss journey. Their weight loss journey started with taking the first step. And so we have to take a first step and actually just get started in order to have any movement forward at all. Instead of like deciding ahead of time without even starting to just forget about it, like, I can't do that. I can't make that change. That's going to be too hard. Um, I can't start a business because I don't have everything that I need. I don't have the money. I don't have the resources. Uh, I don't feel smart enough in that area or whatnot. There's a lot of things that we could tell ourselves that just disqualifies us ahead of time and keeps us from even trying to get started in the first place. And a lot of that is internal. But one of the interesting things is that movement perpetuates momentum. And so as you start to move forward and actually work on something, you get started and you start to move, you start to build momentum. And just like with a car, a car works its hardest when you initially put it in gear and step on the gas to take off. The car is working its hardest. But once it starts to get up to speed and it's shifted through a few gears, the momentum helps keep it going. The motor doesn't have to work as hard to keep it going. And that's, uh, you know, the snowball effect. Or any other uh, metaphor that you want to throw at it, that is uh, what happens. Movement perpetuates momentum. So um, starting and avoiding are also both decisions. You know, people say, oh, well, I just need to make the decision to start. Well, yeah, you need to make the decision to start that but by not making a decision, you're actually making a decision not to start. And so it's interesting because we want to avoid the difficult and the challenging, it's natural. Um, Our brain would rather allow us to relax because nothing is coming at us, we don't have anything to worry about at the moment. But if we have something that's a little bit of a challenge and we're like, ah, it's kind of, you know, tugging at us on the inside, like we need to make a decision. And by not making a decision, we're making a decision not to move forward on it. And so everything, I believe everything is a decision, even inaction is a decision, and so it's very important that we make the right decisions. So the concept is, you know, that starting things are hard and I totally get that. Starting things are very difficult and especially if you are not accustomed to starting new things, you haven't done this before or you're moving into starting something that you are completely new to, like maybe you've never started a business before. Obviously, that's going to be a bigger challenge for you the first time than uh, when you decide to start another business and you already have two or three that you've worked on. Whether or not you've ran them to completion or not, uh, the new aspect of it being brand new is going to be more challenging if you haven't had to try and lose a bunch of weight before the weight loss process is going to be a lot more challenging um, and a lot harder and uh, starting something is hard and that is not something that i'm trying to uh, (laughs) convince you otherwise of starting things is challenging it requires you to take that first step but that first step sometimes is all you need to take because, like I said earlier, that movement perpetuates momentum. And after you get over that hump of just actually starting, and maybe that means if it's for getting yourself back in shape, maybe that means uh, deciding not to get your, your coffee drink made that way every, every day. Um, or even just starting by tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm not going to get it made that way with all the sugar stuff in it. And then you make that decision once. And then you make that decision again. And after you keep making that decision, you've got momentum and it makes it much easier. Same goes for starting a business, same goes for anything. You just have to make the decision to get started and move towards that. Uh, even if it's a big like financial investment to get started, like uh, you, you can't just decide to start buying a house and go buy a house, you have to start that process. And maybe that process is uh, starting to save for a down payment and starting to work on your credit by paying off some things and uh, and whatnot, doing some of that repair, there are things that you can start on. But we get ca- we get trapped in this mindset that the big initial move forward. In starting is a big thing, has to be a big thing. Like when we start on something, it has to be big. Like uh, I want to buy a home. Well, there's a lot that leads up to that. I'm not just going to go and buy a home. I have to research. I have to save. I have to do all these other things. And uh, everybody may be at different places in that. And so don't think that the big initial starting point is this ginormous boulder that you have to move out of the way. They're just little tripping hazards along the way is really all it is it's little cracks that you need to step over its little pebbles that you don't want to roll over while you're on your skateboard it's little things like that um, that make it a lot easier but finishing really is even harder. Finishing is harder because that requires long-term commitment, uh, depending on what it is. If it's something small, you can maybe start it today and finish it next week. But if it's something big, you may start it today and finish it a few years from now, or maybe never finish it. Um, I know for me, like the uh, the idea of just trying to improve myself and educate myself and become a better person than I was yesterday— is something that I started on a while ago and I have to continually work on that every single day And I I hope that I never finish that. I hope that my last breath accomplishes that and and, uh, that I continue to work on that forever. But finishing is definitely harder, but it's not where you need to be focusing right now. You need to be focusing on the simple act of starting. The end result at the end of finishing is something that you can uh, imagine. It's something that you can visualize as a result of the work that you're doing now. But it shouldn't be the focus because if you focus on that, You can't focus on what needs to be done now and many other things will get in the way and cause you problems. A lot of times we also set unrealistic goals that often derail us. And it's very easy to do that with today's society of uh, everybody's highlight reel being online with social media. You know, somebody that you know gets an award for some sort of achievement, and you think that—well, you don't think necessarily—but it makes us feel like everybody else is getting awards and making these big achievements and and uh, tackling these big goals. And it's happening overnight for them. They started on it yesterday or what felt like yesterday, and they won big today. And that's kind of how it feels because all we're seeing is the highlight reel unless we're actually talking to them daily and seeing what they're going through all the time we don't really know and so setting unrealistic goals will often derail us because a lot of times we set something that is too hard to get moving it's too big of an object for us to start getting momentum behind and so we need to start with smaller goals Uh, and then also it has to become a priority we have to make things a priority if we want to continue to move them forward we can't just make a decision to start something and not make any other changes in our life we have to make those things a priority and we'll talk a little bit More about that in a few moments. So, I really want to talk about strategy and then getting tactical with this. I think that it's very fun to talk about starting things and whatnot, but we need some practical advice and some actionable steps that we can take to actually make this happen. And so, the first thing that you need to do is actually determine your idea or your goal or what that project will be. Whatever it is, you need to determine what it is. And you need to be clear about that too. You can't just say like, Oh, I want to do this. And it's just like, well, uh, maybe you need to be a little bit more specific with that. I know that I need to be specific with my goals and what I want to achieve. If it's an idea and it sounds too big and all encompassing, I need to kind of narrow that down and start with something a little bit more realistic. A lot of times we will be kind of unrealistic in our goals. For example, if you know, it's a weight loss goal for you, and you've gained a lot of weight over the years, uh, making your goal some huge uh, weight amount, some, you know, losing X amount, and it's a big number might be a little unrealistic, because there's so many things that are going to have to change. And you don't want to set yourself up for failure. So maybe setting that first five pounds as a goal is a huge thing. Or if it's starting a business or uh, getting this new project moving, it's not necessarily saying like, I want to start a business and I want to make $100,000 a year like that's, that's great. And I hope that you achieve that. But it's kind of hard to set that as a realistic goal from the beginning. You want to set a realistic, a more realistic goal, which is maybe uh, replacing 20% of your existing income with this new business idea. And when you get to that, you know you're not quite yet where you can actually quit your job and do full-time with this new project, but you can go from that 20% to 50%, and uh, then maybe closer to 100%. When you get to that 100%, um, then you can work towards that $100,000 goal, or maybe maybe that $100,000 goal fits somewhere else in there, but you've set more realistic goals for uh, determining what that idea will be. So one huge thing that has worked out well for me is chunkifying things. And I know that sounds kind of funny, um, but breaking it down into chunks makes it so much easier to actually get something done and uh, and achieve a big goal. If we set a big goal, like starting a business, that needs to be broken up into chunks. And those chunks might look like uh, starting the business entity, like deciding on a business name, buying a domain name, like a .com or something like that, um, going and registering that business with the local authority in town, if you are in your county, if you need to do that. And whatever those simple processes are for just simply getting the ball rolling, maybe that's a chunk. And then the next chunk is developing your product ideas and stuff like that. And so you need to break everything up into chunks because chunks are big tasks that you can complete. And then a bunch of those tasks being completed moves you through the process and it's easier to knock off chunks at a time. And I don't remember the exact saying, but it was like, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time or something like that? Um, That's essentially what I'm talking about here. Break it off into chunks, make it easier to achieve and see that that movement happening. If you're not uh, breaking it off into chunks, you're just looking at the bigger picture. And the bigger picture, you need to revisit from time to time. But if my end goal is to start this business and be successful, there's a lot that has to happen leading up to that. And that puts the the main goal being achieved so far out into the future that it makes it hard for me to stay motivated. If I can chunk that up and chunkify it a bit and then just start attacking those things chunk by chunk, I'm going to feel like I'm making much more progression than if my big goal uh, was the only goal that I had set. So chunkify things, repeat it, challenge yourself to work on it. So in repeating it, once you complete that chunk, you're moving on to the next one. You're figuring out what it's gonna take to get that next chunk done. So you're repeating the process. Once you complete, you repeat. And you keep moving on through the chunks until you have reached a milestone. And milestones are a collection of chunks. It's not the whole thing, the whole big picture. That's start to finish, that's the whole thing. Uh, You have your chunks. You have your milestones. And so milestones are just a collection of chunks that you can categorize one way or another. I mean, one milestone might be Uh, opening your business to the public, being able to actually sell whatever it is or offer whatever it is to people. Um, The next milestone might be, you know, uh, closing your first deal or something like that, or being in business for six months, something like that. Those are these different milestones that you're going to set periodically. Maybe it's introducing a second product after you've successfully introduced your first one. So, the next strategy is to prioritize it. You will need to figure out a way to prioritize what it is that you want to work on once you've started things you uh, without reprioritizing without figuring out how that's going to fit in you're not going to be able to continue down that path and that is where I often messed myself up because I would start on i 'd have some extra time. I would start on something and kind of get a little bit done on that. But then all of my other priorities would come rushing back in my responsibilities that had to do with clients and family and all that stuff. And then I wouldn't be able to work on my idea or my project anymore. And I'd get frustrated that project would go on the back burner and chances are I'd probably forget about it. Um, And it was really frustrating. So I had to figure out a way to prioritize my own projects and the things that I want to work on and also prioritize everything that I do for my clients. Uh, but then also my responsibilities are huge priorities as well, such as my family, spending time with my wife and my kids. And so all of these things have to be packaged together in a way that is sustainable and is scalable as well. Because and, and being scalable with your priorities, you may have to kind of reorganize them from time to time uh and of course as you progress through maybe starting your business or seeing some of the those pounds fall off because you've been changing your diet, you've been working out and doing all of those things, you can reorganize your priorities to either give more effort towards your goals or maybe even shift a little bit of that over and take your foot off the pedal a little bit and uh, and just utilize some of that momentum that you've started to build up. Jumping into the tactical, we need to refine our ideas or goals constantly uh, and redefine them also because nothing stays the same. A lot of times we may have this idea or this concept, and we start chasing after it. And after we start working on it or chasing after it, we realize, oh, hey, there's actually like a better option here within this that you would have never known about if you hadn't started in the first place. That's happened to me so many times in business. I have tried something and thought this was gonna be the thing, and what that's led me to do is actually pivot to another thing. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. So you need to uh, build up, the time or build in the time to actually think about that and look at the different opportunities that are with you in whatever chunk you're in the middle of or whatever season of life you're in the middle of. Um, this is a living thing that you're building and you have to check in on it from time to time. You just can't go down and hit every check that you put in your to-dos and uh, just work on the chunks. You actually need to step back from time to time and look at what you're working on and saying, okay. Like I've I've spent a month on this, like is this still what I want it to be or do I see another opportunity in here that I should actually go after instead? And so continuously revisit that. Because that process of uh, revisiting and thinking about it is going to not only reinvigorate you on the whole topic and everything, but it's going to make sure that you don't go too far down a road that might not have been the right road to be going down. And uh, nothing is more frustrating than that than when you spend too much time on something just to find out that it's a a dead end at the end of the road. Refining your ideas and goals and even redefining them if you need to is super important and it's some that you should factor in from time to time. So let's talk about some chunkification tips or how to chunkify things. Um, big ideas and goals are are really daunting, so we need to be able to make them smaller. And so when you have this big idea or this big project or this big life decision thing that you want to uh, to start on, you need to look at what that's going to look like and break that into pieces so that you can actually work on it chunk by chunk. And like I talked about earlier, if you're starting a business, that might mean, What is it going to take for me to get this idea together and actually start working on it for real? Well, I need to actually take some notes and maybe start to kind of flesh that out and what does that look like and daydream a little bit and be okay with that because that's all part of the process is uh, just thinking about it. And so as you break up into all those different chunks and whatever it is that you're doing or you're thinking about doing, the chunks are going to look different. Um, And now I'm thinking about Uh, the chunks and vomit, which, yeah, um, I'm a dad. So there's often that around my home. But anyways, uh, the chunks are going to be different and unique for each of us. Um, Had a parenting moment there. Sorry about that. Uh, But those those chunks are what are going to keep it manageable for us as long as we are working on a chunk and not worrying about the big picture completely um, and, and getting you know, worn down and like, oh, it's too much and I can't handle all of that. Just worry about the chunks, uh, get through each little chunk and move forward and keep moving forward and through those chunks until you hit a milestone. So let's talk a little bit more about what a chunk consists of. Well, a chunk consists of a whole bunch of tasks. And so there's tasks that we're gonna have to achieve to get to a certain goal. And uh, in that are a bunch of little chunks, which are groups of tasks. And of course, groups of chunks are milestones like we talked about earlier. So tasks for me, if I was starting a new website for a new business, maybe I wanted to start a new blog or a new podcast or something like that, um, I would start by taking some notes and trying to figure out what my topics were going to be, what I was going to talk about, um, my maybe my area of expertise. If I was going to be like super niche on a topic or if I was going to be a little more broad, I might start thinking about names for the website and then I might start researching the domain name for that to see if I can get a .com or if I need to come up with a different type of domain extension like .net or something like that. And so there's a lot of little tasks that I would start on through the beginning of that process and then I'd start working on maybe building some of the website and getting that started and so since I have a lot of background in that I can do that myself and uh, if, if that's something that you would have to hire somebody to do you might start working a little bit more on your business plan before you got to that point um, but there's things that you know how to do that you can figure out that you can do now and you can start working on those tasks that are within those chunks now and you can reorganize and kind of restructure your chunks to make sense uh, as to where they should be put. So break it down into lists of Long-term, short-term, and right-now tasks. So the right-now tasks are the things that you can work on, like taking those notes and kind of coming up with ideas. And then some of those short-term tasks are things that you can get done maybe within the next week or two. And then some of the longer-term ones are the ones that are going to take a little bit longer. And those may actually require help from somebody else. It just really depends on what that is that you're looking at and what those tasks are. Um, I recommend using a tool to manage the chunks or the tasks, such as Todoist, Trello, Notion, or Ever- Evernote. These are four different apps that I've used periodically. Right now, I'm really diving into Notion, and I have a uh, video on my YouTube channel coming out about how I'm using Notion. I still use Evernote and I still use Todoist, but these are different apps that I use for keeping my tasks on the forefront. And I keep them in categories, which essentially are like chunks. Uh, And and projects and I can move tasks in and out of those into the today view or the next seven day view and start working on those and what's really nice is that it kind of gamifies the process as well uh, with the Todoist app I'll talk a little bit about that um, when we talk about building momentum so building momentum is important uh, because we need to keep moving forward and we want to build that momentum so that we keep moving and things get easier down the road Uh, for me that means scheduling time to do it I really have to schedule time to work on a project or it's not gonna happen that goes into that whole prioritizing I need to look at my schedule and say okay I had clients with these needs this week so I need to schedule working on those needs and that's going to be a priority as far as my work goes are my clients and then I have this other project that I want to work on where am I going to schedule that in and how am I going to fit that in now in the earlier days I would fit that in after my family went to bed I worked on client stuff all day long I hung out with my family and my kids and then when everybody went to bed I would work on a project Um, And that's how I had to schedule it. But now my life is a little bit more flexible, not entirely, but a little bit more flexible to where I have some time during the day built in to where I can work on some of those projects and whether or not it's a new project or an existing project, I have that flexibility, but I didn't always have that flexibility you also want to use a tool that makes the chunk completion process fun like todoist or the streaks app even so with todoist there are what's called karma points that you can earn for completing x amount of tasks every single day so if you complete i have it set so as long as i complete eight tasks a day Five days a week, I continue my streak. And I like to see that streak continue because then it says how many weeks you've been on that streak. And for me, I like having that just because it lets me know that I have at least been keeping myself um, motivated for X amount of time. And uh, that's important to me. And then the karma points is just kind of a fun way of gamifying it. But there's also an app called streaks that's kind of fun for uh, maybe more for habit building. But you can also put in there like uh, a certain habit or a certain thing that you want to achieve a certain amount of times a day or a week. And then you just check that off. And then it shows you how long you've actually been achieving that. And you can see it in like a calendar form. So if you're, if you're saying to yourself, okay, I want to spend uh, like 30 minutes, five days a week on this, you can use the Streaks app just to check that off essentially that you've done it. And then you can look back on that and see how long your streak has been going for, which is really motivating and also motivating in those moments when you're not feeling like working on it. You can go into that Streaks app and see like, wow, I have two and a half weeks of solid work with no breaks in my streak. If I break that streak today, I'm going to have to start that streak all over again. And sometimes it's just enough motivation to keep yourself going. Uh, I'll make sure to have links down in the description below uh, to, to all of these resources that I'm talking about. You'll also want to build in some rewards for yourself. We want to reward ourselves uh, periodically throughout the process, um, just so that we stay motivated and we have something to look forward to. Now, I always used to laugh at that and think like rewarding myself, like if I I can get something right now, if I really want it. You know, my wife gets frustrated because it's impossible to shop for me for birthday or Christmas presents because, you know, how do you buy something for someone who just gets whatever it is that he wants to get? And that is tough. We have to decide on a certain reward for ourselves and we have to restrain from getting that for ourselves. As adults, it's easy just to reward ourselves whenever we want. Um, So if it is something like losing weight or getting back in shape, your reward could actually be something that is sweet, that is a nice reward that tastes good, something that you're going to be keeping yourself from having so that you can have some of that restraint. And the occasional reward is not going to uh, kick you off of your your path. It's not going to hurt the process. Um, A little reward is just something to kind of keep yourself motivated. And same goes even with starting a business. You need to have a little bit of a reward somewhere in there, whether it's taking a little bit of time off, taking your family on a little trip or something like that taking a drive up to the mountains and just enjoying the the view for a day going on a little hike you need to have some sort of a reward built in there to keep yourself motivated and then i also am a huge believer in setting stretch goals stretch goals are those goals that are over and above what you originally envisioned for yourself, and you can utilize stretch goals when you've already met your goal uh, or you end up having some extra time. So in those chunks and those tasks that we're going to be completing, if you just have a chunk set up with some tasks and you say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to work on this chunk and you get it done. And then you wind up having a couple of extra hours later on in the week, a little stretch goal would help you get to the next level. You might not have enough time to go move on to a whole nother chunk or start to attack another milestone. But if you have some stretch goals put in place, you can actually start working on those and working towards just getting yourself a little bit further. So I kind of like stretch goals for when you have a little bit of extra time. And then you're also going to want to share this with your inner circle. This is super important to keeping and maintaining momentum. Now your inner circle is your family, your kids, your wife, your close friends, the people that you interact with the most. You're going to want to share with them that you're going to be, be working on something and that you're challenging yourself to start something. Because if you are not sharing it with them, then they don't know that it's important to you. And a lot of times we start on all these things, we get all these ideas in motion, we don't tell them to the people that matter to us most. And when the people that matter to us most come at us with needs and we have to step away from our project, we get frustrated, resentment builds up and stuff like that. So we need to tell the people that are closest to us that we're working on something or that we want to work on something so that we can not only notify them so that they know that it's important to us, but also so that we can work with them to figure out that priority, uh, Configuration. You know, how are we going to prioritize everything while making room for this new thing that you want to start? So talking and having that communication with the people that are closest to you is super important to keeping that momentum going. Now, it is super important that you just keep moving forward. Complete chunks or chunk chunks into smaller chunks. Actually, I had to write that down because I was afraid I was going to mess it up. Um, so if you don't have time to complete chunks or you find yourself not being able to get through what you have identified as a chunk, you may need to break that chunk up into a smaller chunk and have those tasks be something that's a little easier achievable because nothing is more frustrating than feeling like you're never getting ahead, feeling like you're not moving. Uh, We want to make sure that we have that feeling of momentum because we actually are making momentum in this project and also that we can feel it as well. A lot of times we could be checking things off, the big old list of stuff still looks super long and daunting. We need to make those chunks uh, more reasonable and something that we can actually achieve. So you may need to actually break those chunks into smaller chunks so that you can achieve the chunks that you need to achieve so that you can feel that you have momentum. <laughs> so dealing with setbacks is also really important because things get in the way things come up there have been many times that i have thought that i reprioritized and i had everything in line so that i can work on a project but then a client needed something and there is a hierarchy of priorities even if that priority is not actively needing something of you uh, you have to look at the fact that sometimes you do need to take a break and work on something that's more important. We have. Family Family things and life things that come up that get in the way and other responsibilities that that are things that maybe we didn't realize were going to come up that's going to happen and we need to be okay with that and be ready to deal with setbacks and so even if it's a setback with the project we're working on Maybe we find out that we can't do that right now, or that can't be accomplished right now, or somebody that we needed for a specific part of this can't help work on it until, you know, a couple months down the road. It's a setback and it's frustrating, but we have to say, okay, that's cool. I'm going to go ahead and take that chunk and I'm going to file it away for right now and put a tag on it so that I know when to come back to it. And I'm going to start working on something else because we've already broken things up into pieces. We can move from one to another, or if we have to take a break from the whole thing, We file it away and we don't forget about it. We set a reminder in our phone or in our calendar. We set a reminder to say, check in on that. I need to check in on that. Or at least I need to pull out the information and look at it and start reading or look at my list. Even if I don't have time to complete anything on that list, I can at least read through it and be reminded of what it is that I need to work on. But don't be afraid to take a break if you need to. Uh, If you need to step away, just make a plan to come back to it. And that might mean setting a reminder in your phone or in your calendar Uh, Or even asking someone to ask you about it at a specific time, a good friend or a family member or something like that, so that you don't completely forget about the project altogether. And not that you would forget about the project, but that you would let too many things get in the way of you actually getting back to that project. That's what often happened to me. And it's always frustrating, especially when I start another project while I still had that other project left undone and that happens because at the time i was not doing a good job of looking at the projects that i'd started before I started another project. So some closing thoughts. Starting is better than not showing up. And uh, what made me think about this is uh, there was a few years where I was attending a lot of NASCAR races. I was doing a lot of photography uh, with NASCAR related stuff. And there was a concept that I learned about called start and park. Now what start and park is, is when there's a certain amount of cars that are on the field and start a race. Say there's 40 of them, and there could be a few more or a few less, depending on the size of the track. But say there's 40 cars that take the green flag. Well, if you've ever watched a NASCAR race, sometimes after one or maybe five or 10 laps most, a car will pull off and they'll never come back. And a lot of times the camera doesn't even pay attention to them. Nothing's even really said. It's just that car is gone and that's called a start and park now uh some racing teams have enough to get to the track they have enough resources and enough Uh, stuff to get to the track, but they don't have enough to finish a race. Maybe it's because they couldn't afford all the tires that are needed and the fuel and uh, all the maintenance and everything, having a a big enough pit crew, all the things that come into the fact uh, of trying to actually finish a race um, they didn't have. So they came to the race and they started the race and then they just pulled off after a few laps, and you would think like, well, why wouldn't they just stay home and save the money? Well, they get a certain amount of points for starting the race, and the points accumulate over all of the races to the end of the year, where everybody, you know, whoever with the most points, it's all, uh, you know, first, second, third, fourth, based on your points. Um, now, I know NASCAR has changed things a little bit with their format, and stuff with all the points and whatnot's gotten a little confusing, But essentially, that's how it was. And they also, depending on the race, some of them would actually get paid just for starting the race. And so they'd come out and they would start the race at least, even though knowing ahead of time that they couldn't finish it. And so sometimes starting is better than not showing up because at least you started something, and you don't have to do any investing into it. The simple act of starting, maybe it's taking the notes, maybe it's writing down your business plan, even though you don't have the time or the resources to actually start it. You start investing your mental energy into something, and what that's doing is it's exercising your brain. It's getting you used to the idea of starting something, and even though you might not be able to finish it, at least you started and you can give yourself some points for that, just like they do in NASCAR. So also consider that nothing is sacred. Yes, we may start something and invest time into it and get really caught up in that idea. But if you consider it as not being sacred, you can step away from it and not feel like you left, uh, you know, a dying, something you cared about on the battlefield. That was a weird analogy, but, um, you, if, if, if you don't look at it as something that's sacred, you can walk away from it and feel okay. There are things that are going to come up in life and you will have to maybe shift gears from time to time. You know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. So as long as you try something, even if you fail at it, you've still gained. But if you didn't even try in the first place, you didn't, you didn't do anything. You didn't gain anything at all. So you learn whether you finish it or not. And I think that My process, even though these days I'm getting a little bit more critical to myself on myself about finishing things that I started the all, the whole reason why I have the knowledge that I have I have the experience that I have in business and have been able to continue at this for as long as I have that I'm not afraid to start something even if I'm not able to finish it and I'm also not afraid to throw that away last week I threw away three completed videos that I had filmed they weren't edited yet but I had filmed everything that I needed for those videos and I threw them away because I developed a new outline for my videos that I really liked and this was uh, for state of tech videos. So I had reviewed some products and talked about them and had all the video done, all the talking stuff done. I threw those files away and started over again because I had a new format that I felt was going to be better for uh, everybody to help uh, to help them understand what I'm trying to say about these products. So don't be afraid to throw it away. Uh, you learn whether you completed it or not. That is the important part. Um, There's a quote that I want to read. It's inaction breeds doubt and fear. Action breeds confidence and courage. If you want to conquer fear, do not sit at home and think about it. Go out and get busy. That's a quote from Dale Carnegie. I had a little chunk of that that popped into my head. And I Google searched it. And the great thing about that is that it's like, oh, hey, that's a quote from someone. And then you're able to read about it and uh, and really resonate with it. And definitely that quote from Dale Carnegie, I resonate with. So the idea is that if you don't act, all you're going to do is breed more doubt and fear. You're going to feel more doubtful and more fearful about starting something next time. If you uh, do start something and you fail at it and you look at it as a failure and not as a learning experience, you are going to breed doubt and fear. But if you take action, if you actually start something and you take advantage of some of the things that I've talked about here in our talk today, you're going to feel more confident and more courageous not only to complete this thing that you're starting, but maybe complete the next thing or move on into other projects and goals in your life as well so that's going to do it for our talk today thanks so much for checking this out keep in mind that this talk is available on the youtube channel also in the form of a podcast and often i am converting these into a blog as well so links to all those things are down in the description uh, underneath the video in the show notes for the audio podcast or available on my blog at jared.blog. So that's gonna do it for today. Thanks so much for sticking with me through this long talk. I hope to see you back in the next one. Take care.